0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Critics on a Bus, the podcast where two best friends review the latest films and talk film theory. Alright, welcome to a new episode of Critics on the Bus. How are you doing, Paul?
1: As ever, I am doing wonderfully. How are you doing today, Cameron?
0: (laughs) I am also doing wonderfully, thank you very much. We're coming to our first review of the year. I've a review in a long time. I as didn't well. even
1: think about that. Yes, it is the first actual film review of the year, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember when we last did a review of an actual film because there's been so few coming out. I have. Um, but what are we reviewing today?
1: So uh, today we are viewing Disney Pixar's Soul. Uh, A lot of hype surrounding this film, mainly, well not mainly, but obviously because it is a Disney Pixar film, generally kind of renowned for their uh, quality, their poignance, their kind of emotional punch, uh, and kind of also uh, originality as well. There's been so many different Disney Pixar's that, you know, obviously come up with some new spin on something or or new take or new idea that, that, that is often kind of new and, and, and refreshing and, and whatnot. So uh so yeah, Disney picks our soul.
0: Mm. And what was special about this is that it was released on Disney Plus yes. on Christmas Day twenty um, twenty. instead of the cinema release because of the pandemic. So we, we've given everyone a month to watch the film by mm-hmm. the time this is released. So hopefully people have seen it. So let's jump into summaries, shall we? A summary from you. Yes,
1: yeah, absolutely. So for those of you who haven't seen the trailers, and even for those of you who have, Soul follows a jazz musician and middle school teacher. His name is Joe, uh, and he's played by Jamie Foxx, and we'll come to that, and his performance and whatnot. Joe is kind of struggling a little bit with life struggling to see the impact that his middle school teaching is having and eventually or rather quickly uh, i should say he manages to land a gig with this legendary jazz musician called dorothea and uh so he's very very excited about this he's going to play with her that evening and then as the trailers show there shouldn't be a, a spoiler for anyone he ends up <laughs> dying pretty early on in the movie Uh, and what then ensues is his exploration of the this kind of slightly wacky very interesting afterlife uh in which he comes across a number of spiritual beings uh with whom he develops relationships he develops a kind of particularly developed relationship with one of them whose name is 22 and there are lots of sort of uh interactions there lots of um reflections on his own life and his own purpose and his own meaning um and yeah that's basically the roughly the uh the gist of gist of it and there's there's lots of different concepts in there lots of different philosophy and theology in there and also lots of jazz which Hmm. uh we will come to i'm sure so we're going to go spoiler free as we always do uh tell me cameron what did you like about this movie
0: I really liked. I mean, I really liked Joe Alive Joe. I should say. Okay. I really liked Alive Joe. I liked the music. I thought the music was very well done, very in fitting whichever theme they were doing. And I mean, obviously the the look and animation and the the visualization of the different aspects of the film were were done really well. Whether it was um, real life New York. Um, whether it was the different concepts of life beyond life um, I guess we could say so I really liked the, the look and the feel and the the music especially I thought was just really well done really soothing at times for me yeah what did you like
1: a uh, lot of the same actually I I liked the um the animation uh hmm. certainly I thought it was really nicely animated I I particularly kind of appreciated a lot of the the musical stuff. I I've, I've always been curious and I presume that they do this. I've always been curious to check whether the the notes say on the piano or the trumpet or whatever that they're getting the animations to play whether those actually match up with the actual music. My my guess is is that they do. Um which again again is just so fascinating, but they certainly make it look very kind of uh legit um so i enjoyed that and 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 like basically every disney pixar movie it had its own sort of aesthetic with sort of the the light blue bluey purply type colors particularly some of the spiritual beings that their their kind of shape and whatnot was quite distinctive so it it had its own sort of and then the sort of the fluffy kind of soul kind of little people and whatnot there there was that kind of um, distinctive aesthetic and feel to it that you expect from a, from a Disney Pixar movie, um, and color scheme and so forth. So I thought all of that was stunning as, as expected. Mm-hmm. I, I would have been more surprised if it wasn't stunning because that's <laughs> just kind of Pixar's way these days. There was that. And I also, I liked many of the concepts. I liked the message and we'll come on to that. Um, I liked that it was bold enough to, um, explore very kind of deep and 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 in some senses difficult topics and of course I loved the the jazz element to it one of my favorite films is La La Land I'm not particularly musical myself but I appreciate jazz music in my kind of layman way uh so I I appreciated yeah the the, the just the the musical feel of the film the the rhythm of it the the kind of the momentum of of you know, that the music gave things so so yeah that's that's what i liked i feel like there was some analysis in there as well so <laughs> I, i'm already getting onto that so um so that's what i liked i should have kept it probably more simple than that talk to me about some of your dislikes
0: um my dislikes i i disliked
1: <laughs> i know what you dislike but try and do it without spoilers <laughs>
0: um i disliked a um one of the characters that appear uh, midway through the movie and how that that kind of whole kind of shebang was done and i really i i I mean i've watched it twice um just for for this um and i i still am not on board with the very end of the film okay very like the last bit of the film it just it it doesn't sit right with me it feels like a bit of a yeah it it lessens the impact of of um joe's journey for me at least and and it's something i've i've been hung up on a little bit since i watched it the first time so um yeah a bit of a bit of characters and a bit of the the last sort of character journey is the things i disliked the most about this film fair
1: fair what
0: what (laughs) about you what do you So
1: I, I wasn't a massive fan of some of the, okay, so this was a relatively kind of concept heavy film in terms of the fact that there were a number of different, uh, a number of different ideas, a number of different places, um, a number of different you know uh, concepts throughout throughout the film, and I, I felt at times that it tripped over itself a little bit because I was, or I tripped over myself trying to trying to trying to keep up um, because there was this place and then this thing that you get and then this you know and then oh and then you're on Earth but you and then you come out of it and I felt like it, it it was perhaps not as simple as it could have been and it could have retained a lot of its impact but just kind of simplified down a bit cut off some of the some of the more complicated aspects. So that for me was one thing that that I, I yeah, wasn't a massive fan of. Yeah, I mean other than that, I i, I didn't actually have I mean that that to, that to me was a relatively major qualm. There were probably some other minor ones. I there was a there was a decision that was made that we're gonna be talking about a lot, the kind of one of the, the twists of the film that I was like okay with it, it, it wasn't the best wasn't the worst so i don't know i i but yeah for me the main thing was just was just the the concepts and and the the places and ideas and i felt like they they just got a little bit mixed up in all of that so like i am getting so <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I, agree, I agree
0: so i guess the the last question on our, everyone's lips is would we recommend
1: i would yeah, despite everything i just said um i think on the whole. I, I I would recommend uh, that people watch this movie. Uh, yeah, what about yourself?
0: I would too, despite m- m- so, some of my hang-ups, um, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a second. I'd still, work. I mean, it's a Pixar movie. All, almost all Pixar movies are fantastic movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there are better Pixar movies out there. It's not, you know, not even cracking the top ten for me. But there are, but the, but it's a, it is still a good movie. It's still enjoyable. It's a nice, easy watch. And, you know, it's a really good thing for kids and stuff like that to watch as well, especially when they're home all the time at the moment. So I would definitely.
1: Fair enough. Right. Uh, I guess with that, we are going to enter into some spoiler territory. So if you have not seen this film, then uh Go, go away, watch it and then come back. But we're going to go deep into kind of plot points and concepts and um, characters and, and so on and so forth. So uh, let's let's break break down a little bit. Just the the whole kind of the, the, the plot of the film, because I feel like I would I, I would struggle to kind of set it up and explain it i don't know what the pitch for this was i guess the 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 bare bones of it are you have a a jazz musician who Mm -hmm. dies prematurely goes to an afterlife and goes through a process of self-discovery and friendship and has some realizations along the way that's the bare bones of it yeah but even now as i sit here i'm trying to remember all of the different sort of So, so, so you had, so when he dies, he, he goes, he's, he's on this kind of conveyor belt up to what's known as the great beyond, which is kind of, I I guess, you know, that is actual afterlife. That's, that's whatever, heaven or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But through various means, he ends up in the great before, which is meant to be this kind of spiritual realm where souls gather before they end up going to earth. Yep. And there's the, this kind of spiritual being that takes many different manifestations called Jerry. Every time called Jerry. <laughs>
0: um, who, by who, the way, can I just say? Can I yes, just say? We'll get into this video. I thought the first Jerry you meet sounded a lot like Gal Gadot <laughs> And I was so convinced it was her for ages, and it's not. Oh, okay. But do you, did, you not see, did, you, did you not hear that, or is it just me?
1: Ah, uh, maybe it's just you. I don't know. I, 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 I thought it didn't occur to me. I'm not particularly familiar with Gal Gadot's voice, so I, I. yeah. Uh, um, but may, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a, there's a <laughs> <end of it. laughs> yeah, I guess so. But maybe there's some sort of resemblance there. Um, but yeah, but, but I, they maintain some sort of ambiguity there in terms of, you know, this Jerry spiritual being. I guess that's sort of like some nah. ambiguous sort of type of godlike thing i don't know um they they kind of avoided avoided that which i think was wise um but then also you've got you get these different like like these personality centers almost that people go through and then they have their badges with with all these different sort of traits and then they get their spark but the spark is not actually like their key talent as we find out later and then there's this thing called being in the zone which takes you to this sandy sort of midnight and all of this i just i feel like they 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 could have just cut back a bit on on all of this and just and just streamlined it a little bit more and this is a i mean i'm i'm a philosophy student i mean uh, you know <laughs> i mean this this i i, I do love concepts and I, I i i don't mind a complicated film but did did you find or maybe this was this you just got all of this intuitively i don't know but did you find that you were getting a bit lost in all of that or was it fine it, for you
0: it is it is a bit lost the first time I watched it i didn't understand the main point of the spark in the end i missed the whole kind of right. like the moment and i do think that the story is a bit Overcomplicated and convoluted. I think had they focused a bit more just on the great before and great beyond instead of the whole faffing about on Earth again, Mm -hmm. you know, and and looked more into the to the the kind of the space between the the planes, you know, where Graham Norton's character is, you know, riding the the pirate ship, which I love. By the way, I do like that. I love that. that. I love that. I love the area and that kind of. The, and the lost souls and all that sort of thing i feel like that would have been a more interesting focus than the the back and forth because i feel especially when in the plot when they go to earth and they have all this thing and then terry catches them and then they get sent back and then this whole kind of thing just happens it just sort of kind of they've got to they have kind of felt like they went oh shoot we've got to end the film quick just throw everything in like and they you know they have the the whole kind of a very nice scene setting at the beginning with Will Joe and then the kind of confused death area and then our ment like the 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 fake mentorship and then okay that didn't work in a very in almost like a Pixar version of a montage you know mm-hmm. and then they go down to earth and then they go to the then they go to the pirate ship people then down to earth and then back to the great before and then back to earth and then back to the great (laughs) like they should have focused absolutely on i feel i think more of the the great beyond because the great before and the zone almost and explored that a bit more and the lost souls and things like that and i do think it gets it gets a bit tongue-tied itself
1: absolutely absolutely it kind of trips up over itself that take a film like inside out I mean, inside out, I would have to really think about it, but it's 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 decently concept heavy when you get into it. But the, the, the basics of it are easy to grasp. You've got these different kind of, you know, emotions in your head and you're getting a look at those. Then you've got, you know, the core memories and the other memories and you've got. The different islands and, and the subconscious and, and your imaginary friend. And that sounds like it could be quite complicated, but, but they just present it and they do it in such a way that really works. And particularly because the first 10 or so minutes of Inside Out is literally just exposition. So, mm-hmm. you know, just blatant <sighs> exposition. And so I feel like that a lot of the parts of this film individually, I I I liked them conceptually. I liked yeah. the zone. I thought that was hilarious. I loved Graham Norton as this kind of movement <laughs> character. Yeah. I, I I love this idea of people, you know, going to find the lost souls and and that, that imagery of them getting caught up in you know whatever, focusing on the wrong things and 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 kind of all, all the sandy whatever stuff building up around them and turning them into monsters. Like that was great. I loved the great the great before. I just. I don't know there was like you say that that constant back and forth from Earth, and it just got a bit lost in itself in that, and you can't, I can't help but wonder with you whether it should have just been like, right, we've got this spiritual concept going on. let's stay there let's let's occupy that space instead of flittering between you know earth and here so
0: because yeah. if you think if you think about it uh, when I was watching it, I was thinking, uh, first of all one of the big issues that they do in the whole plot is involve a cat oh yes yeah because we haven't gone on to that we, but yeah that was just can, can we talk about the cat now so at some point when they do the the whole kind of weird voodoo and they go back and um he finds his body again and he falls through the hole, takes 22 with him he ends up in the in the body of a cat and 22 in his body so first of all why can they understand each other because that's that's not how it works um but yeah, I don't. I, the, the cat thing really annoyed me. I just, it just felt so weird, yeah. and because this film is very realistic based, having like in a, in a way like the when it's on Earth. the, <laughs> yeah. the on Earth yeah. thing is very yeah. you know modern day society yeah. sort of thing. Having him understand, having twenty two be able to speak to the cat was just a bit off putting. I really, I really like that. One of my big hang ups is the cat. I just don't feel the cat worked. It was a bit gimmicky, it it just it made no sense to me and it just a bit annoying, frankly. Especially because then we see the cat go to the great beyond in a little cutscene, and then at the very end the cat souls back in its life but would it would have zipped to the great beyond. It wouldn't it wouldn't have run down the conveyor belt. So where did the spare cat soul come from at the end, you know? Just uh. saying. Um <laughs> Yeah, so the cat thing really bugged me in the plot.
1: Um, I feel like it bugs you a lot more than it bugged me. It <laughs> bugs me, but 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 for you that 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 bloomin' cat just, just...
0: that really cat. I honestly I don't think I can let go of that cat. <laughs> and like I watched it again. It's like maybe maybe I was just full of food and I was tired and hungry when I watched it on Christmas Day. Let's watch it again. And no, the cat mm-hmm. still bugs me.
1: Still still bugs you. Bugs me. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. But we can still talk about this idea. What well, something I think is interesting is this whole um, the spark thing, and not really knowing what the big revelation was at the end. Uh, firstly, on that, when I was watching this mm-hmm. and I saw this whole thing about, you know, you get your spark, and they seem to be implying that or, or leading you to believe that it was that your spark might be what we would consider kind of natural talent or, you know, something that um, you, has the potential to become your life passion. So yeah. playing piano, you know, whatever, um, playing football, you know, these types of things. And when when they were ex- when that was being explained i i thought to myself okay this is one of two things that's happening here either one that is legitimately how it is in which case i was like well that worries me that pixar would be telling people that you know there's just this one thing that you know that's your spark and 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 it's something as You know, as straightforward as, you know, whatever, playing football, because life just doesn't work like that, you know, like some people, and even if you are, do you have some natural talent there, there's so much hard work required into getting into it. And, and, and it's, life's just a lot more messy than that. And, you know, and even if that spark is a spark, like there's so many other important things. I don't know. I was just like, so either they've got the wrong message here, or turns out the spark isn't what we think it is. I thought that straight from the beginning. And so I was like, so either I'm about to, I'm about to, have revealed in a film something like a change that I'm already anticipating which isn't fun because it's better when things are surprised or the film has a lame message. So already I was a bit switched off from that. But it reminded me the moment at the end where that you know he works I still like works out that the spark is you know that kind of desire for life.
0: Yeah, you're ready to live.
1: Yeah, you're ready to live. It wasn't clear cut to me. What it reminded me of is another not clear disney disney moment for me which is when El- uh, elsa is in the cave thing in frozen 2 and she's singing show yourself and, <laughs> and and like and it's like oh and all the music is soaring and then there's sort of this hologram thing of her mum, and she hears her mum's voice and and they're in the she's in this cave and it's like oh wow and it's like this is meant to be a big emotional kind of you know um Hard hitting Revelatory moment And when I was watching it, I was like Wait but wait wait, What's the revelation Like what What Like so like
0: do you, do you know why that is Why Because if you watch The documentary That's the last thing They ever decided To put into the film
1: Oh I remember you they saying had, They had
0: the song Show yourself and Right like, hey, What does it mean And like, I <laughs> And at the very last minute They're like Oh let's make it mean this Right And so maybe That's what happened in Seoul Maybe they had the Oh we've got a spark But what does this spark mean And they're like Oh I don't know And uh, then Living <laughs> And then someone's like, "I got it, life." And they're like, "Brilliant, put that in at the end."
1: And make him <laughs> cry playing the piano. And there <laughs> we go, we got it. <laughs> so, so there was it. Just it it, 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 it lost its impact a little bit for me. That being said, this idea of just being mindful and taking in and enjoying the the simple things in life so that that kind of when twenty two was in the body and when she was she you know would look at the trees or you know the feel the air coming up from the grill or you know just just notice those kind of little things and really be really kind of present and and take in that fascination of being alive great that's great I'm all on board with, I'm on board with that hundred percent that's I think that's a that's a great message. I think that's and I think that then contrasting that with the lost souls and how they get too honed in on one thing and forget the the more general joys of life great that's a great message and I wish they could have delivered that message in a more straightforward way but in terms of the message itself I'm I'm 100% on board you know
0: I just think <laughs> it was it was delivered too much aloof too much in in a way that you could miss it if you, especially because they designed this for home release. It that's too soft to hit for a home release sort of mm. film, um, and that's gonna go over children's like this. This film is aimed at children. That's gonna go over their heads like, whew, mm. like like nothing. If we can't figure it out, sometimes <laughs> and many if, many people. And um, there's there's articles online, tons of articles about the meaning of this film. Mm. People asking what's the meaning of the spark and like if that is the case. You're at you've 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 not delivered it in quite the punch that you were expecting.
1: It's like showing a child tenet and then being
0: yeah. <laughs> right the, like, what was, "What was the message, child?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do I do think that the the message was a bit too <clears throat> a bit too soft in its delivery, and I think I also partly think in a way that's because it doesn't quite fit with Joe because Joe is actually quite a flawed character he's very selfish very you know he's very self-absorbed the whole purpose of his um experience in the great before with mentoring is like i want to take your earth passing go back and live my life he doesn't actually care about 22 he doesn't actually care about anything that's happening for other people he's so he is already lost really mm-hmm. And they, you know, they present quite a flawed character. And what we do is we get invested in his understanding. Like, we get invested in him. We're meant to be invested in him, you know, his his experience. And we're meant to, you know, follow him. And the realization, although it's his, is not really for him. It's mm-hmm. for 22, more than that. And then, so I think the focus of the film was a bit, of just a bit off center, mm-hmm. which meant that it didn't make sense for us to connect the spark with joe because that's not the point of joe's journey right and joe is a flawed selfish self-absorbed character you know he's not an idealistic mentor he's not a great person he is very single-minded and so i think you know his flaws as a character also make that, that we don't understand the meaning as much because that's not really where we were focusing we're focusing on him more than the spark
1: hmm yeah no, know i see what you're saying i i think i think there's a few things there firstly i mean he's flawed for sure and he definitely has this kind of uh very single-minded goal of you know wanting to play top level jazz particularly with this dorothea person and 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 so he he's kind of um you know deeply focused on that kind of at the expense of not focusing on others they also present him as a middle school teacher um and um the very beginning you know he 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 seems like you know a a pretty good teacher perhaps getting a little bit exasperated with with teaching itself but um he's kind of developed enough as a character that we can call him flawed but he's also not two-dimensional which you know and again this a point a a point of the film that i really did enjoy was this moment after he eventually does play with dorothea when he then she they're having that conversation afterwards yeah and he realizes oh i'm just going to be doing now that 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 like every evening for a few years now and even though it's great and i get in the zone when i do it like he has that realization that that thing that he was striving for his whole life perhaps wasn't all that which, again, is where this movie's message of being present and enjoying life for life's sake comes in, where you say, OK, that maybe is a bit more inexhaustible, a bit more su- sustainable when it comes to what to focus on compared with just focusing on one one thing. But like you say, and this is where I definitely agree with you, I, you know, that journey, that development, that realisation was lost a little bit because the film was also foc- it's focusing on 22. It was like the... the I feel like the the story and, and everything set up well for a focus on one main character with other characters. But instead you had 22 and 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 her journey and, uh you know, and, and, and this kind of developing that desire to go down to earth. And like you say, it's like the attention was split at the expense of each character's development. And yeah. so, again, it was just unnecessary complication and un- uh, unnecessary layers added. I feel like it got to the maximum, like optimal amount of layers conceptually and character wise. And then they just unfortunately just added a bit too much on top of that. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I do agree. And that brings me to my last. This is my last point. on. Cool. Um, and it's the very last thing It's the thing I one of the things I dislike. And that is, in the end, you know he's able to show twenty two the spark is actually just your spark of life, your wanting to live, your your desire to to experience life, and you've got it now. You've experienced life, and you know it's worth it. And he has this beautiful moment where they, you know, they walk to the portal with twenty two, and they fly down together. You know, he takes her to Earth. You know, he 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 becomes that mentor that she needed, and you know, he he sheds that desire for him only to get back to earth and he hands it over and, and realizes that he his time and that's beautiful and then i wish it just faded to white or something at that moment <laughs> I to work. because then they send him to the great beyond and jerry comes in and gives him another chance at life and for me i didn't like that
1: this is what the this is what the audience needs to needs to understand. Cameron, Cameron, and I we aren't because I share I share your opinion on this one. Oh good, we, oh good. We, Yeah, I share your opinion on this one. We aren't because this type of thing comes up a lot. Look, we aren't soulless monsters. We just <laughs> we just want if someone dies, we want them to die. If someone you know does something irreversible, we want it to truly be irreversible. And in this case, again, if he's learnt the lesson. Then, if there's a bit of a bitter pill pill for people to swallow, which is that he is actually dead, but that's o that's okay, then they need to be swallowing that bitter pill. It makes the film better when you're willing to commit to these things. sorry, so go ahead continue I mean,
0: ab- absolutely and i think I think you know like i said I, I I wasn't actually on board with dead Joe, like he's very selfish and he's very kind of you know. Willing just to let this soul just hang out forever mm. in in nothingness. They'd no fe no feeling, no reaction, no taste no smell, nothing. And he knows that. He's willing to let twenty two just kind of wander around. Um you know, but throughout the film, despite you know, being a cat and all that kind of rubbishness, he does he, and he he learns the the meaning of life and he has it's almost like he comes to this sense of peace and fulfillment like i've made it like i understand now and i'm happy i've lived my life i was present i had those things i enjoyed and you know i've seen all those moments and then he did the most selfless thing and he gave up his second second chance and gave it to 22 and he was entirely selfless and then to just to rob his arc of that kind of selfless act And I thought the moment of him flying down to Earth with 22 was so beautiful. And then to to rob him of that and to just go, here you go. It's just a bit weak.
1: Yeah. No, it reminds me a little bit of uh, uh, spoilers here for the film Extraction. But so if you haven't watched Extraction, Chris Hemsworth, Netflix film, don't. (laughs) the next five minutes but they make this just really stupid cowardly choice where basically the whole film including the flash forward that's at the beginning of the film centers around this hero sacrifice of chris hemsworth um you know uh, and this big heroic moment where he sacrifices his own life for this kid and then towards and then like at the end the very very end they imply that he then might still be alive and he might have survived and it's like you've just robbed the whole film of its impact. And this was less, less extreme than that. But yeah, for me, it just completely softened the impact of the film and just, it just kind of, I wish that they would have just committed a bit more to, uh, like you say, to the character arc and just been like, yeah, that's it. You know, you've had your realization. Death is death. Sorry. And, but now you're here, you go to the great, and I think it would have been a beautiful ending. Him going to the great beyond not knowing exactly what that entailed, um, you know, but feeling ready to go there because he has now fulfilled something of his purpose. And so you still get closure and you still get completion and whatnot, but, but, but he, that to me would have been a lot more satisfying of of an ending. So, so yeah. Absolutely. Right. I don't have too much to say on performances, really. Um, I don't know if you have a lot to say.
0: Not really. I mean, for me, I, I barely even knew it was Jamie Foxx, to be honest. It's not very...
1: I only found out afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, I mean, that's a good thing. It means he, you know, really became Joe, but right. I, I don't think, aside from Graham Noyne, to be honest with you, they were all like, Tina Fey is 22.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I only found that out afterwards as well.
0: Yeah, the, the performances were quite muted and they were quite focused on the, the story as I think. Yeah, it, there was there was very little standout. I think because the message, the film is so message-heavy, mm-hmm. there's very little, like, opportunity to really stand out and do performances. But, yeah, they were, they were so kind of hidden that you barely even, even notice that it was who they were.
1: Yeah. And that was pretty good. I was fine with that. I mean, like, like you know, it, um, we're not – there isn't – apart from Graham Norton, maybe – when you think about, say, for example, the The Incredibles, where you have a character like Edna Mode, where like the the voice acting is so distinctive, and you create this iconic, quotable character, there wasn't really that much of that in this. Graham Norton's character Moonwind kind of came closest to that, but but um, I had a you know quite a distinctive voice and personality to him. But other than that, it was functional. You know, yeah. it was there wasn't any time where I didn't believe that the the voice, you know, acting was genuinely (laughs) expressing fear or joy or frustration. You know, like, it was just standard, good voice acting. Nothing iconic, but that's
0: fine. But is that maybe the point?
1: No, maybe that is the point.
0: 22 says it's a hypothetical situation, and at some point she even changes her voice and appearance and everything. Right. You know, and she was giving the great before exposition. Um... And so maybe there was a conscious choice to make them all very forgettable, because it is hypothetical.
1: Maybe, maybe, oh, maybe not. 20%. I don't know. Maybe I, I. Well, that's 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 why probably why you enjoy *Tenant* more than I did because you. I feel like I feel like you you're more charitable. It, I ironically more charitable with uh, film creators because you add your own kind of concepts and purposes that would make a lot more sense perhaps even on top and you go oh yeah they must have been doing this and they would probably listen to it and be like uh
0: yeah 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 that's
1: that's (laughs) what we were doing yes we are that clever um so
0: (laughs) like jk williams does with the harry potter Uh,
1: yes exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) um so yeah i don't know if that was that was an intentional thing maybe maybe not um but there was yeah a certain generic nature to, to a lot of voice acting which was fine functional whether that was intentional I don't know, but um, but yeah. Just another thing though uh, that I would like to just quickly uh, ask about and weigh in on is humor. I felt like there were some dashes of good humor. This wasn't the funniest uh, Pixar I've seen, mainly because it was decently serious. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but I thought there were some nice dashes of humor. There was one particular strain of like like recurring joke that I I sort of found funny. But also didn't know how I felt about it. And that was 22 talking about all of the different mentors that she had had.
0: (laughs) I Um, really liked that bit, yeah, yeah. Okay, you really liked that. I
1: liked it, but then there was a part of me that was like, don't, don't. Don't say that about Gandhi or Lincoln or Mother Teresa. Tari- like I <laughs> didn't, I don't know. I don't know. Not, not to kind of you know um, idolize these people too much, um, but but like there was a part of me that was like that is that is kind of funny, but also it was just like a weird sort of. Was well, like,
0: it meant to show how difficult she is? Yeah,
1: obviously. Yeah, I, I, that was definitely the the point of it. I don't know. There was something in I can't quite articulate. it, But there was something about that, that that didn't quite sit right with me. But some of them I did find I did find really funny. They they were they were really funny. So uh, that was a nice little little sort of uh, <laughs> yeah. thing in there.
0: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't relatively. It wasn't even sarcastic or anything. It was just very non funny. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> have not got a visual here. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of hand, lots of hand movements going on here. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I also just wanted to weigh in, um, quickly on, so I was apprehensive going into this. I was curious about how they were going to navigate the obvious kind of, um, religious themes in this, in that the idea of an afterlife uh, the idea of a life before life is something that obviously typically appears in religion, uh life before life in some religions, afterlife generally in most religions. Um, and I was curious how they were going to maintain the concepts, but not kind of obviously commit to a particular religious flavor. And, on the whole, I think that they did actually a very commendable, commendable job that they managed to make a film involving kind of, uh you know, a pre-mortal life and a, and a post-mortal life. But in a way that that really I can't imagine alienating any viewers, whether that's Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, atheist, whatever. I feel like they they gave it a neutral but not a bland flavor that, that I feel like is compatible with basically any audience and I thought that was really well towed. I don't know whether what thoughts you have on that one, but
0: um I don't really have many thoughts about it because they don't expand those worlds a lot. Right. You know you know I assume what we see in the Great Before is just the end of the Great Before. Right. You know, there might be other bits that we don't see, um, and the great beyond—they leave completely. Yeah, conveyor belt <laughs> only. Yeah, um, and that—and uh, that I guess that everyone have their own opinions of of what happens after that conveyor belt. So yeah, I think they—they they did it in a way that was just—I think everyone could make their own interpretation. You know, if you if you really wanted to say, oh, you know, the great before was made by a creator, if you wanted to say that. So they. <clears throat> they i think they specifically didn't say anything so that anyone could add what they wanted to to make mm. it fit them so I don't think that's suitable
1: yeah no i agree but but they did they they did that but then it didn't feel like cheapened or too ambiguous i just i don't know i just that for me this is just i think one of the admirable elements of it but yeah i think i think they just navigated that whole thing quite quite well yeah um Again, unlike I'm navigating these words. So, um, right, uh, did we want to come on to the music and the score?
0: Yeah, I think I think the music was really good. Mm. Um, in particular, I think that you know they got the 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 jazz. I love the beginning. You know the the jazz Disney theme. Mm, I
1: mean, yes.
0: When, when you open the film, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's the it's the school band trying yes. to do it. Like, play music really badly, and they kind of make it into the jazz theme. Yeah. I thought that was particularly well done. I was like, well done, yeah. that was that was yeah. good. Um, hats off to you there. So, yeah, I thought that was done pretty well. Um, and I really liked the, the very sort of like ethereal kind of theme and, and kind of ness to it. And so they kind of had that sort of really nice like tones and things throughout the thing. If I'm right, I think the music was by. Grant Reznor, who's the lead for Nine Inch Nails? Oh, well there uh, you go. <clears throat> well, he was one of them, and he 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 did the music to um the Social Network. Oh really? You, yeah, yeah. So ah. he 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 has done musical work in films before. Right. But yeah, I thought I thought the music always really fitted, and it had very distinct tones and feels and looks, and it always matched the film very well, and also very calming when when um joe died and he was plummeting to his death Mm. um (laughs) it was was almost very calm like the whole way with the the music and the very ethereal feeling so i thought the music was on point Mm. for this film of all things it did it got the music perfectly right
1: Mm. no i agree i agree and i i i would imagine that there are people more musically versed than ourselves, you could do a whole analysis of you know the jazz in it and the you know uh, whatever else in it. But uh, but yeah, I personally thought the music, I, I, music was obviously a key theme, um, mm-hmm. and his obviously desire to be a jazz musician and 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 all of that. And so it, it was, uh, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good too. It was yep. pretty good too. Absolutely. Uh, Right, with that, did we want to come to um, everyone's favourite corner?
0: Paul's Critics' Corner.
1: There it is. Um, So, people have, critics and or general audiences alike, have been loving this film on the whole. Uh, It has a nicely solidified 8.1 on IMDb with 144,000. Uh, votes, so ratings. So that's really good. That's really impressive. It has a pretty solidified solidified? (laughs) Solidified um, meta score of 83. Uh, So again, very respectable. fresh Yeah, that's pretty fresh. Let me actually just double check something. So it's 83. Let's hold that number in our heads. Mm. The best film in the world... Arrival only has an 81, so... So
0: this is better than Arrival. Uh, it, it is is there it is, there it is. Let's,
1: I, I feel like the, the disclaimer here is that the Critics Corner, the critics are often wrong. Um, and, unless, <laughs> unless, of course, they're on a bus and then they're always right. So, <laughs> But yes, and then on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 96% critic score, which is steaming that is that is outrageously good uh, and then an 88% audience score which again is very very good very respectable so like any disney pixar movie it's it's you know it's very well received by critics and fans alike so uh, and i know i've spoken with a number of people who really enjoyed it my family really enjoyed it i've just, we've been in contact with someone they know who they are who um incorrectly believe that that soul is is better than onward but um but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's doing well. It's uh, it's doing well. Right. Any additions before we go to summaries?
0: I do believe, I just want to point out that this, I think, is the first Pixar movie with an African-American lead.
1: Really? Huh. That can't be white.
0: <laughs>
1: that's obviously it, very significant, if that's the case. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to go through Pixar movies in my head. That's another whole dimension to this film. Yeah, Pixar that, has it, its it, first black. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, New York Times. Again, it's stuff like that you, you don't even think about. You don't even notice. and then it's
0: Because it fits so well in the film. It just, yeah. doesn't feel any different. Yeah. And it is a momentous moment for Disney to have that sort of representation.
1: Absolutely. Um. And that's another thing I feel like we couldn't well, like I I don't have uh, the knowledge and the skill to go into this, but I'm sure there's a, a cultural dimension to this with with jazz origins of jazz with kind of the African-American culture side of things to this that I'm sure, again, someone could write a book about or, you know, do their own podcast about that would be uh, that would unravel, you know, Pixar hitting the nail on the head many times over. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, I had no idea that. And again, for me, what what's interesting is that that I hadn't even noticed that there hadn't been a black lead in a Pixar film until yeah. you know, this two minutes ago. So uh, you just take certain things for granted, um, not take it for granted, but you just you just are, uh, you're oblivious to these things until there are breakthroughs like this. And then you think, why hasn't this already ha- <laughs> happened? I'm glad that it has. But but yeah. And that's hopefully,
0: really, and hopefully, this shows that there is space for all kind of to be represented in leads yeah. of Pixar movies. You know, this has done remarkably well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the confidence to to release it on Disney Plus, and yeah, and it, it's held up and it's, it's performed really well with with critics and and that alike and, and members of the public alike. So there is, you know, there is space for Disney and. All film studios to expand their um, inclusivity of of all races and genders and um, people from walks of life as leads. You know, it works so well; you don't even question it.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, cool. Right. Uh, with that, uh, let's come to some summaries. So, summarize your thoughts and feelings on this.
0: I thought it's a standard, it's a standard Pixar movie. Very well done, beautifully animated the The music is um, fantastic. It might be some of the most like fitting music that Pixar have done in quite a while. The film is heavy. It's conceptual. It's messy. Mm-hmm. It's a bit too caught up in its own ideology. And although it does provide very good, strong character arcs for Joe and Twenty Two, you know they have they have a a clear beginning and a clear end. They rob us of a good ending with Joe by giving him a second chance at life. (laughs) People Um, don't get second chances, guys. They should have just killed him. They should have just killed him and it would have made this film way better. Overall though, I I, I liked the film. It's not my favourite. I looked back at the Disney list it probably wouldn't even crack top fifteen. But saying that, like, you know, like like number fifteen we've got some good films in there. So like it's not a bad film, it just, in, in the, the mode of, of Pixar, there's just a few too many things that kind of rob it of it, that it's that kind of memorability, like, I'm not going to be quoting Soul, I'm not going to be thinking about Soul a lot more, you know, there it lacks those sort of moments that make it iconic, Yeah. it's not, it's not an iconic it might be groundbreaking in representation and other things, but it's not groundbreaking in terms of a Disney film or iconic in terms of a Disney film. So it is good, but it's, it's no icon for Disney, I'm afraid. You, what? Yeah. That's really,
1: quite harsh. Doesn't it? No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Uh, we've spoken about this before. We've spoken about the fact that normally when we do um, summaries, Cameron goes first and, Many times we agree with each other. So I end up at this point just saying, yeah, no, I just I I my summary would just echo what you say. And I find myself in that situation again. (laughs) I, I just I agree. It's 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 on the whole. I think it's a good film. It it just it's it gets a bit too complicated. It it takes a few poor decisions when it comes to characters. But also there's plenty that's enjoyable in there. The music's good. A lot of the character development is good. There are some funny moments. I like Graham Norton's character. The concepts, while there are too many of them and and they're not presented in the best way, are, are interesting. And and the overall message, this message of, you know, uh, kind of being mindful, uh, being aware of, of, of the present moment and, and enjoying it and enjoying the simple things in life, I think, you know, um, while it's wisdom as old as the hills, you know, it's 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 still a great message. And and so uh, on the whole, on the whole, it was a good film. I still right now do not know what what score I, I've i got. I'm 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 deciding between certain numbers in my head. So I might just see what you give it. And, uh, <laughs> and I, thought, it that.
0: I thought I scored it when I first watched it. Right. Because uh, I, like, like we said, like I said in my top 10 episode, I keep a spreadsheet <laughs> really nerdy of every film I watch and I give them a score regardless of whether we review it or not. Okay. Uh, it helps in the top 10s every year. Right. So uh, you
1: go first. Uh, well, And well, I give it a
0: score, I'm debating changing it.
1: Ooh.
0: And I'm going, I'm going to drop it. Ooh. I'm going to I'm going to give it a flat seven, seven point zero, just seven, and seven is good. Seven's above five; it's closer to ten. Um, (laughs) mathematician,
1: (laughs) mathematical genius, right here. It's above five and close to (laughs) (laughs) ten. Um,
0: I'm, I'm available for bookings, um, to do taxes and things. Um, yeah, like. Although it's good, there's just a few. The cat. I can't get. The, the, the cat loses the whole point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: would have been an eight, but the, the
0: cat. The whole point. Um, and, I, and I dislike the, the loss of arc. And because, like, and I, you know, I hadn't thought about it until I gave my that it's just not iconic. Although it's good. I gave it, an, I initially gave it 7.5, but. The cat, man. I just, cat. I don't know. There's just something about it that it's good, but just not good enough. I think it's a bit of a missed opportunity. I'm going I'm going 7.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, this is a relatively ra- relatively rare occasion but I'm actually going to give this a higher score than you oh. gave it. Yeah, <laughs> normally with a reverse, um, not always <laughs> um depending on the film but, but but I I was in similar territory. I personally was was thinking somewhere between 7 and 7.5. I think I'll just go I, I think I'll go
0: <laughs>
1: I 7.2. 7. You know,
0: I wasn't going to do that until I spoke. Oh, I was really? okay. drop it to seven. We almost have the same score. Oh,
1: dang okay. it! No, yeah. So um, seven point two, I think is 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 fair. That's again, and that's pretty high. I feel, I feel like because there's so much conceptually to go into in this film. I mean it, we've 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 dwelt it seems like on a lot of kind of negatives but we really do mean it and I really obviously do mean it when I say that there was much that was enjoyable about this film you know it, a 7.2 is a very very respectable score I mm-hmm. uh, you know but there was a lot of good and there was a lot of not optimal in this <laughs> in this film and overall it lands for me at least at around about a 7.2 so Right, so that is, that is our, um, review of Soul. That was, that was a lot more in depth than I was expecting it to be. <laughs> I, I, for a film that I watched once and haven't really thought about since, that was a lot of, uh, analysis. <laughs> yeah, that's um, why
0: I watched it again. It's like, I can't right. remember.
1: <laughs> <sighs> but, um, but yeah, have you seen, uh, Soul? If you think, uh, we've been too harsh on it, let us know why. If you think we haven't been harsh enough, also let us know why. If you, if you share, hatred for that cat then maybe you and cameron can start a group together or something i don't know but um and also given that it came out in in 2020 do we think that it's better than uh than onward if if you do um then uh you're wrong so anything (laughs) else you have to say cameron
0: (laughs) I can't beat that absolutely not don't forget to listen like and share the podcast every time please uh, we'll,
1: see, we'll see you in the next one
0: bye thanks for
1: listening don't forget to check us out on facebook and instagram we'll see you next time
0: mm-hmm. and i did it <laughs> the boob um, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear right right um, yeah Compose so you. Uh, whew. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah he, he did it and he hang on I'm going to sneeze <sighs> bless you
1: uh, thank you I held my breath with you though I don't know <laughs> I <am. laughs> but yeah